Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Hallelujah! Well, I am so thankful for the opportunity to be able to worship with everybody together. And, you know, we are living in such uh, incredibly changing times, but the wonderful news that we have is that God doesn't change. He is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you. You know, the Holy Spirit wants so much for you to experience the fullness of his love today. You know, as someone that's put their faith in the Lord Jesus, you can have confidence that while everything else is changing, God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's so important that we know and believe the truth about what he says and who he says he is. And Jesus told us what the father is like. In the story of the prodigal son, when the prodigal son was coming toward home full of shame, having nothing left but to maybe ask his father for a job, His father just ran towards him, wrapped his arms around him, gave him a big kiss and uh, put his arms around him and shoes on his feet. And that is the same reality of God today. He is like that, not just when you first receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, not just when you first acknowledge God, you are real. And Jesus, I want you to take away my sin. Here's my sin. I give it to you and I receive your mercy in exchange. The day you do that um, is not the only day that God is running toward you. In fact, every time you lift your voice to worship him, and it can feel a bit odd maybe at home with the family without all the sound and you can hear your own voices, But, you know, your voice to God is so sweet and it means so much to him when you open your mouth and you begin to worship him. It changes and shifts the atmosphere. And so I want to honour you today for joining uh, with us in worship. I want to say thank you to everybody jumping on. It's great to see your your names up there and uh, welcome to everybody watching on the different platforms, we are so happy to have you join us tonight. And I want to share a word of encouragement for you. You know, I've I've noticed a lot of people have been really struggling with um, anxiety and fear, and understandably so. There's been so many changes and so many things going on. But in the middle of all that, we need to remember Jesus is the rock. He is the only one who will never reject you, never forsake you, never change. The one who will continually be for you and not against you. The one who will continually uh, look look at you and love you. This one, as you've given your heart to him, you can have confidence that he is good and that he is for you and that he is the only unchangeable thing in this whole situation. Having that confidence is so important because if you believe that God's judging you or that he's angry with you, even though you've asked him for mercy, you've given him your sin, if you don't believe that he doesn't remember your sin anymore, if you don't believe that um, 
that he is good, then there's only anxiety and fear left. But we need to hold on to the rock. You know, in Sunday school, they used to teach us about the wise man built his house upon the rock. Well, more than ever, as all this change is happening, we need to embrace that truth and build our lives upon the rock, Jesus Christ, the one who doesn't change, the one who's always happy to see you. And, you know, you can go and have a cuddle with him. Even This is really hard for the cuddlers. Seriously. I, heard, I saw Meredith put up a post. The struggle is real. When you are used to 15 hugs a day and you're used to being a hugger, this is really hard. I mean, for me, I'm self-isolating. So um, Tom and, and the kids are getting lots of hugs. But seriously, we need to be very careful um, to recognize that God wants to meet those needs. He wants to embrace you. He's an affectionate God. He's a kind God. And he wants to let you know that he is good. Hallelujah. Well, I want to share with you a scripture. I was sharing this earlier today, but I really believe in the power of application. See, we can know a whole lot of things, but it's only in applying the truth that we really walk in freedom. And God wants us to know what it looks like to live free from fear and guilt and shame and anxiety and worry. It says here, uh, Philippians 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say, rejoice. That means <laughs> being happy. Emily's showing up placards. Amen. She's being my encouragement today. I love you, Emily. Rejoice in the Lord always. That means even when things are difficult, even when things don't seem like there's much to be joyful about, we as believers are called to rejoice in the Lord always, to give him praise, to give him thanks, to give him glory. We were not uh, too long ago at the beginning of the year, we were in South Korea and we were talking with leaders there and there was a man there whose job it was, they called him Dr. Joy. He had a PhD in joy. Seriously, he had studied scientifically and got his doctorate in joy therapy. Uh, he's a, a believer, a, a beautiful man. But his job, he was employed in the hospitals to actually help the patients laugh because the studies that they'd found were that when people laugh, even if it's um, con contrived, forced laughter, even as people laughed, when people laughed, it actually boosted their immune system for 24 hours. They did all the scientific tests and they just saw the incredible physical benefits of laughter. You know, it just goes to show what the scripture says is so important. Rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. And you can actually choose joy. I've been trying to get my family to do 60 seconds of out loud laughter with me. And, 
and they end up laughing, but I think they're laughing at me. Hallelujah. Not so much with me, but it doesn't matter so long as we're laughing because as we intentionally celebrate, when, especially when you feel distressed, when you feel rejected, when you feel hurt, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. So seriously, it's very important that you make it a deliberate intent to celebrate. The Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. You might say, well, what have I got to celebrate? Well, understand a little bit. I mean, there's people who are suffering so badly. There's people you've lost your jobs. There's there's others that, you know, things that have been really important, weddings, funerals, birthdays that haven't been able to be um, have social gatherings. It's just, it's so difficult. And it's so easy just to give yourself over to depression and, and sadness. I've been feeling a little disappointed because I was supposed to go to the US to do a book tour to launch my new book. Um, but I have a choice. I can either um, be disappointed and wake up and think, oh, that's disappointing. Wonder what else might get cancelled. Or I can make a choice to rejoice and say, God, I'm going to celebrate. I've been asking the family to come up with something every day that they can find a, a good side of what's going on to make the most of it. For example, praise the Lord, saving time on traffic means I can wear slippers all day long. If you've got any um, upsides to having to be at home, please feel free to write in the comments. And I want you to deliberately and intentionally rejoice this week, to, to take the opportunity to, to laugh out loud and rejoice in the Lord, rejoice and celebrate. You know, you can be happy no matter what's going on because if you just look up into his face and believe that he's happy to see you, he will spark true joy into your heart. Anxiety and fear come when we don't believe that God is good, that God will take care of us. But the Bible says that he is our provider. The Bible tells us that he is the one that will never leave us and never forsake us. Hallelujah. And so as you lift your voice to trust him, Lord, thank you that you're my provider. Thank you, Lord, that you don't remember my sin anymore. Thank you, Lord, that you're happy to see me. You know, I, I think sometimes people, when they approach God, they're concerned that he'll be thinking, well, you haven't really prayed very much or you haven't spent much time with me this week. But in fact, the heart of God is that he is looking at you, not judging you on what you haven't done. He is looking at you and celebrating the fact that you are approaching him in faith. And it's from that point that you can rejoice. You can believe that you are boldly approaching the throne of grace and he's not there to attack you or, or condemn you or to judge you. He is there to celebrate your faith in his character. And that is the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came to take away our sin, that in him there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, he says then, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. You know, as we intentionally look at him as we draw near to him 
God wants us to let our gentleness be known to people. You know, it's it's great to be strong and courageous, but at the very same time, God wants us to be gentle and kind. That's just not for women. God wants us, he's speaking to men and women here, be gentle, be kind, be gentle with your words, be gentle with your answers, be gentle with each other. You know, when people are stressed and uptight, it can be easy to react. But God's not asking us to react. He's asking us to be gentle. A gentle answer turns away wrath, the Bible says. And that's, that is so true as we are careful to be gentle in our responses with people, recognizing that they're under so much more pressure than perhaps they've ever been in their lives. People, change is a really big stress for people. And you, as a believer who is anchored in the rock, the one who doesn't change, have the capacity to change their day just with your gentleness. Hallelujah. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Praise the Lord. And then it says, the Lord is near. Well, he is. He's not far off hiding himself, making it difficult to connect. He says, seek and you will find. People say to me, well, how can I, how can I connect with him? I don't find, I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. I understand that. And that used to be what I was like until I began to say, Lord, help. I want to find you. I, I, it's really hard to worship somebody I, I can't see and I don't know. Help. But right now, if you're watching and you're like that, you think, well, I believe in God, but I don't, I don't feel him. I don't, I don't know him. I can't see him. The Bible says, seek and you will find. If you just say, help God, I want to know you. Help me find you. And then you put your faith in what the Bible says, in who the Bible says he is. That is the one who is the friend of sinners, the one who is for you and not against you, the one who is the father of the prodigal son. Praise the Lord. Then God wants you to know that he is there to put his arms around you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sounds like Tom's on the phone. Hallelujah. I love you, Tom. Emily, would you mind closing his office door? He's talking to Mark. Oh, he's talking to Mark. Sorry to interrupt everybody. Mark, you're interrupting my husband. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, and then he goes on to say, verse 6. Now, this is really, really important. Hallelujah. No, could you just close the door? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for doing this at home. Um, hi, everybody. Genevieve, Cliff, Samantha. Emily's encouraging me with hearts. I appreciate that, Emily. <laughs> Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Don't be anxious about anything. God doesn't want you carrying it. And it's easy to carry it. It's easy to let it tick away in the background. As we cast our cares on him, God wants us to release it to him. Don't to be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. That is pray about everything. Come to him and say, Lord, I'm concerned about this. Would you help in that situation, please, God? 
and then thanking that he will help us. Thank you, Lord, you're helping me in that situation. Hooray. And even do a happy dance because then you can rejoice. Hooray. Thank you, Lord. You're helping me in that situation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll do a happy dance. Yay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's helping us. And you can release it to God that way. Cast your cares on him. Hallelujah. And then it says this, and the peace of God, which guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, you will have and walk in a supernatural peace as you cast your cares on him. It's when it's when we take communion and I do that at home and encourage you to do the same. You can just get some bread and some grape juice and you can take the bread and cast your cares one by one on him unload it onto him. I visualize it. My worries, my cares, one by one, I ask him for help with it, thank him for the answer, and then I, I visualize the problem and the weight going from me and onto the bread because the Bible says that surely he bore my sorrows. So I unload the sorrows onto him. I unload the cares and the worries and the weights and the prayers, and I put it onto the bread, and I said, thank you, Lord. You carry this for me. Hallelujah. And I encourage you to do the same. Then he says, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then he says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. God wants you to recognise that it's so important that we put our faith and our minds on what is pure and true and noble and praiseworthy. Now, with so much news, we've got, we can have news 24-7 right now. And I understand we have to keep up to date with the latest rules. They seem to be changing every minute. It, it seems that there's a new update of rules every day. And so uh, as many of you as we have been have had to be watching and uh, watching updates and listening to the news. But if you're not careful... You can allow it to become the thing that fills your mind. And God says, I want you to be careful, brethren, to deliberately, intentionally fill your mind with things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. That whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. You know, actually, I just saw um, just before I logged on, that David and Ruth Ridley have just had their little baby. Hallelujah. And uh, it's just, it's great news. And, but David Ridley, um, he introduced uh, the I Remember When game to us. And I've taken it and run with it because one of the ways that we can intentionally keep our eyes and our thoughts on things that are praiseworthy and noble is to make a list on your phone. I've got one of I remember whens. I remember, I remember when uh, God did this. And, and to have a list is a great idea because unless we keep a record of it, sometimes when you're having a difficult day, when you're having a down day, it can be really difficult to bring them instantly to remembrance. 
So I've got my list on my phone and I, I love to look at it and go over it and remember, oh, God, yes, I remember how you um, you rescued Gabriella. I remember those baby's eyes uncrossing. I remember that blind eye opening. God, oh, I remember those deaf ears opening. Yes, I remember that one in Korea. I remember that one in England. I remember, oh, Father, I, I remember the time that you healed that deformed head under my hand. Lord, it was so exciting to see. I remember the, the tumors disappearing. I remember when um, the soles of that man's shoes fell off, uh, blew off as you touched him with the power of God and healed his feet. I've got some wonderful I remember whens, but they can be big miracles or, or, or little things, little personal things. I remember when, God, I was struggling to open the door with a key and I couldn't make it work and I asked for help and there you did it. You did that for me. You answered me and you helped me. Thank you, God. Whatever it is, um, I encourage you to put in the comments a few I remember whens. I remember when God did this for me and that helps us Fix our thoughts on that which is praiseworthy and true and lovely and noble and of a good report. Hallelujah. And then he says this, as we're fixing our thoughts on what's lovely, what's on a good of good report, what is excellent, what's praiseworthy, um, the thing he says, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Sometimes people say, well, this righteousness message, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know if it's working because I, I sinned. And I have to say these things. It's, it's not the knowledge of the truth. It is the actual intimate practice of what you know that's important. It's the, when it talks about knowledge in the Bible, it's talking about an intimate interaction with. God wants you to put into practice these things, put into practice the works of Jesus, put into practice what you've seen and what you know about him. And the Bible describes God to us. He says, God is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no record of wrongs. That is your identity because as he is, so are you in this world. So therefore, you are patience personified. You might say, well, I haven't been very patient. And it doesn't change the fact that that's who God has empowered you to be. You can choose to act impatiently and proud and arrogant and angry, but God says, hey, that's not who you are anymore. That's not what you've been created to do. Repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I repent and I change my mind. God, that's not who I am. That's not how I respond. Lord, I'm going to look at you. I'm going to look at the mirror of, of your face and, and remind myself, Lord, you are patient. You are kind. You don't keep records of wrongs. So, Father, I put my hope and my faith and my trust in you. I remember, God, your kindness, your goodness. And I remember, and thank you, Lord. I rem I'm reminded that that's what you say about me now. So now, Lord, I have power not to try to be kind. I can step into the reality. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I 
am kind. I am patient. And therefore, I'm going to practice patience today. I'm going to put it into practice. I'm going to pick up the superpower of patience. I'm going to pick up the superpower of kindness. And I'm going to put it on. What, is it, what does it look like today to have me walking in the power, the supernatural power of kindness, the supernatural power of not remembering anybody's sins, not remembering or keeping record of people's wrongs. You know, this, I think this is so important. I've been going through every day too, uh, just saying the Lord's Prayer, our Father who's in heaven and reminding myself, Father, thank you. You are there. You change not. You are always there for me. You, you are always happy to see me. Thank you that you're my Father. Lord, that you are stable and kind and true and faithful. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your name be glorified in my life today. Let your name be glorified in my actions. Let your name be glorified in my church. Let your name be glorified in everything I say and do. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight today. Let my life glorify you today. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And just praying and declaring in heaven, there is no fear. There is no anxiety. There is no sickness. So thank you, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. It's your will that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. And I pray into uh, what it looks like to pray according to the will of God. And I start to speak life. Lord, I know your will. I know your will is to prosper me, not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. I know it's your will, Lord, that I do the works of Jesus. Therefore, hallelujah, I'm prosperous. You're providing for me in powerful and wonderful ways. Thank you, Lord. You promised to me, Lord, that I'll heal the sick. Lord, I thank you. Therefore, I lay hands on the sick and they recover. You promised, Lord, that you heal all our diseases. So I rejoice and declare I'm healthy, I'm well, I'm strong, I'm blessed. You said, God, that my youth is renewed like the eagle as I wait on you. So, Lord, thank you today. My youth is being renewed like the eagle. My strength is being restored. Hallelujah. And I make declarations like I sleep well. Hallelujah. I, I, have a, a, I have good thoughts. Hallelujah. I walk in supernatural peace. And I go through the Lord's Prayer like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And we can pray and say, thank you, Lord. You know all of our needs. You supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory. So, Father, thank you for provision today. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural ideas. Thank you for divine initiatives. Pray into it. And I pray for you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for people, for their jobs, Lord, that you preserve their work. Lord, that you provide for them in supernatural ways. Favor them, Lord. Favor them. I declare favor over all our people, all those watching. I declare favor now in the name of Jesus, provision, blessing, give them today their daily bread. I thank you that you supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory. And Lord, today give us the bread of healing. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for the bread of healing. Lord, today thank you for the bread of revelation, for a fresh word for me and for everybody watching today. Hallelujah. Uh, and lead us not into temptation. 
But, oh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now, that's a great one. Anything that you're worried about that you've done, just take it to the Lord and say, Lord, God, I shouldn't have done that. I had a bad attitude. I shouldn't have said that. Lord, I'm sorry. But instead of beating yourself up about it, confess it to him. Say, that was wrong, Lord. I give it over to you. And I put my faith in the fact that you are greater than my feelings. You are greater than my heart. First John 3 tells us that even if our heart condemns us, he's greater than our heart. Apologize where you need to apologize. Apologies are a good thing for the soul. Hallelujah. If you've hurt someone, if you've done anything wrong, even if they've done things wrong to you, if there's something you can apologize for, it's good. It's a way of humbling yourself to walk in humility and and to forgive then as the Lord forgives us, to give a gift of forgiveness, forgiveness that's not even deserved or earned to be able to forgive their debts. You might feel that someone owes you a debt of an apology. Well, forgive that debt. Just let it go. And don't just ignore it or let it go through the keeper. Actually intentionally say, Lord, I forgive that one that rejected me. I forgive that one that hurt me. I forgive that one for saying this. Let it go. And and take some time every day to think through, is there anyone I'm holding anything against. God, I forgive them. And I don't have to find the forgiveness in me. God, I freely receive your forgiveness. So by faith, I give that forgiveness to them and I declare them forgiven. I forgive their debt. Hallelujah. I forgive their debt where they should have done this, where they should have done that. Lord, I forgive their debt. Hallelujah. Of what I feel like I am owed or what I feel like I deserve. I forgive that debt. I forgive that debt. And what a joy and a privilege, Lord, to forgive those debts because you've forgiven me of so much more. Thank you, Lord, for giving my debts, for forgiving my debts so that I can forgive my debtors. Hallelujah. I really encourage you to do that because it's such a powerful way to walk in freedom. And then I say, thank you, Lord. Lead me not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. I've been praying this now for several months. Deliver us from evil. And, you know, it's so powerful. As I've been praying that, God's been showing me wrong thought patterns or delivering us actually from things that haven't been good, haven't been healthy. God's taken it away and delivered us from evil. And so I continue to pray, Lord, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from this evil virus. Deliver us, deliver our city, deliver our nation from evil. And it's such a powerful thing to pray. Lord, lead us not to temptation. God, let us not be tempted to react to things, but let us walk in forgiveness and mercy and grace. Lord, we forgive, Lord. Lead us not in temptation now, but deliver us from evil. Help us to be discerning and aware and awake when the enemy is trying to get us uh, to, to be tempted to do something that isn't going to be beneficial and wholesome and healthy, that isn't going to be kind, that isn't going to be humble. Lord, I give you permission, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to help me realize that's not healthy, that's not wise, that's not kind. And as you recognize that and you let it go, uh, you will experience such powerful peace. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know God's in control? Hooray! 
God's in control. His is the kingdom and we belong to his kingdom and his kingdom cannot be shaken. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. and Yours is the glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. And I really believe that as we recognize that, as we understand that, we can have a confidence that he is for us, who can be against us. We God wants us to be able to give him glory. I heard, um, I was listening to the prophetic school on Monday night with Pastor James speaking. It was fantastic. And he said this, the angels are all saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And he made this powerful point that as we say holy and as we recognize his goodness and his mercy and as we declare his holiness, his glory is manifest on earth in our lives. And I really believe we're going to see more and more and more of the manifestation of his glory. I can't wait till we're all back together corporately. What is God going to do? It's going to be so awesome. My Emily, I'm going to ask you to come and plug my computer in so it doesn't run out of battery. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me have a quick look here. I want to look and see. <laughs> um, I want to look and see at some of the I remember wins here. Oh, praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. I agree, Tom, with your confession, your declaration. Hallelujah. I remember when. Julia, I remember when during a particularly distressing time in my life, I thought a cat was br brushing gently past me and turned around and there was no one there. And I knew it was an angel comforting me. Hallelujah. I love reading these I remember whens. Keep them coming. Put them in the, the um, comments here because it'll encourage other people. It's so encouraging. Hallelujah. Um, when we recognize his goodness and his kindness. So make your own list. It will encourage you and it will help you uh, enter into the joy of what it looks like to really, um, to really walk in deliberately practicing rejoicing. Hallelujah. I've been so tempted to get you all to laugh with me for 60 seconds, but I thought, Maybe because I can't hear you, it may not work so well. But I do encourage you to do it. Hallelujah. Uh, Emily, Emily always has a giggle at me when I'm practicing my laughing. But it, it is important for us to move in the opposite spirit. Instead of discouragement and fear, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Now, there's been prophets saying all sorts of things. Lord, have mercy. But I, my heart um, gets grieved when people get all caught up in trying to figure out the whys. God's not, um, God's not judging the world. If you look at the pandemics of the of history, um, this actually is, even though it's awful, it's on the scale of um, of what. Uh, has happened in the past with some of the terrible things like the Spanish flu or the bubonic plague. Um, the size of this compared to that uh, and the number of deaths is really small. So this isn't the end of the world. I'm not underplaying that it's a serious thing, but it, this isn't the first time the world's experienced a pandemic and it's not the worst pandemic the world's ever experienced. But this too will pass praise the Lord and what we do in the meantime 
is so important, that we hold fast to hope, that we find him while the world it seems to be shaking in fear. We find him in a fresh way and we can give peace to those who need it more than ever. Hallelujah. God's desire for us is not to join with the world in fear, but to release to the world words of hope. God is for us. And I'm just walking around in the house during the day saying, declaring breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. You're God of the breakthrough. I thank you for a breakthrough uh, in this. Hallelujah. And I'm so ready for this to be over, as I'm sure the whole world is. But we can trust that God is able to do things faster than we expect. God can turn it around like that. And you might say, how's that possible? Well, let me tell you, nothing is impossible for those who believe. So put your hope in him. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Start writing your I remember when list. I remember when God did this. I remember when God did that. I remember when I was healed of Giardia, it says here. I thank you. I remember when my son first lifted his hands to praise Jesus. Yes, that was so good. Praise God. I celebrate with you, Michelle. I remember when I did an altar call for salvation in the early days of our church and there was a little hand from the back at the sound desk and it was my son, Joseph. Hallelujah. He gave his heart to Jesus. And, I, you know, those I remember whens are so important. Hallelujah. There's some beautiful ones here. Hallelujah. Trev Harwood, I remember when I first met Mark Greenwood and heard the message of being free from sin and believing that through prayer, Jesus can heal the sick. It changed my life completely. Thanking God for Mark Greenwood and being part of the Jesus School. That's so cool. I got some beautiful testimonies sent through to me today too uh, from people who've been watching the television program on Daystar, which was really encouraging. Hallelujah. Um, and it's just beautiful to listen and, and hear. Thank you for those who do write in your testimonies. It's so encouraging. Uh, there was actually, there's a testimony here of one lady that was watching um, on Daystar. And she said, when I applied your teaching, I was delivered from unclean spirits and playing with tarot cards. That's so awesome. Isn't that wonderful? I, I now... Um, praising God for his promises and I've applied it and God has set me free. So praise God for that. And I thank you too for everyone that has been in, in praying for us. My prayer for you as a church is that this week you'll be more intentional than ever. Instead of withdrawing, you'll intentionally reach out to pick up the phone, to love people, to, to think of an encouraging word, to ask the Holy Spirit, who could I encourage today? It's so nice to actually receive text messages of encouragement. Deb Cook, you've been really good at doing that. Thank you for sending that. I tell you, self-isolation is a serious thing. I have, um, I've got till Monday. We come out Monday night, praise the Lord, and you're probably all in your houses. But um, we, uh, we waved to um, some people who came to pick up a book and, and you know, we gave it through the fence and stepped back and from from many distance, many metres apart on the either side of the fence. Um, we had a conversation. I was like, this is so exciting. I'm talking to a real person from the outside world. 
Hallelujah. So I can't wait to get out. Emily goes to the shop and I grill her. Tell me, what did the shop people say? What did you say to them? Hallelujah. So the struggle is real, people. For the extroverts, this is not an easy time. Hallelujah. Praise God. But take the opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit, who could I send a message of encouragement to today? Who could I encourage? Who could I bless? Who could I pray for? What could I do today to make someone smile? What could I do today to help them, bring them joy? How could I pray for them today? You know, you could spend hours and hours and hours watching Netflix, or you could take some of that time and say, God, I just want to I want to pray for somebody today. Who would you like me to pray for? And you know what? Your prayers are so powerful. So I encourage you. And don't just pray for them quietly. Get on the phone or write them a message and say, I was praying for you today and this is a scripture. This is something I wanted to encourage you with. Uh, Don't underestimate the power that you have in being the church Tom and I, our heart is that we would be known, that the the church would be known by our love for one another. So look out for ways you can love your family and your church today. Thank you for all your love and support. I'm going to be sharing again on Sunday. I hope you can join us. But before we go, I want to just make uh, an opportunity. If you're watching this and you've never made a, a decision to receive Jesus as Saviour, I want to encourage you, today is the day to give your life to God. You know, a lot of people believe in God's existence, but the Bible says that to enter the kingdom, we must be born again. And to be born again is to recognise that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified, died and buried, and that he rose again, and that he took In his death, he took our punishment. He took our sin. Sin is an awful thing and it deserves judgment, but he took the judgment for your sin before you ever committed it. He took it on himself and he died and rose again. And now he offers you the gift of forgiveness, the gift of mercy. And if you receive him and believe, Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. Jesus, I I ask you to forgive me of my sin and I receive in faith your forgiveness, then, and I receive you as my Lord and my Saviour. I, I give you the Lordship of my life. Come and be my God. Come and be my Saviour. The Bible says you will be saved if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is the Lord who can take away your sin and your shame and make you a new creation. You will be saved. So today, if you want to pray with me, I want to pray this prayer, and I'd love you to pray this prayer after me. This is the prayer of salvation. And if you believe it in your heart and you've prayed this prayer, write us a comment, and I will pray for you personally this week by name every day uh, that you would really come to experience the love of God and who he is for you. So let's pray this together. Father God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to be punished in my place. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. Right now, Lord, I bring you all of my sin, all of my shame, everything I've ever done, and I lay it at the foot of your cross. 
Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me for everything I've ever done. Lord, I receive your gift of forgiveness. I receive your gift of eternal life. Come into my life, Lord. Make me new on the inside. Be my Lord, be my Saviour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, please write to us because I want to be praying for you. We want to be able to help you connect uh, to the Lord and to help you um, and pray for you and encourage you. Hallelujah. Um, Do send your prayer requests through to um, Glory City. If you go to the Glory City uh, webpage, you can uh, submit your prayer requests. And on Sunday, we'll Mark, Pastor Mark will be praying for those and I will be uh, ministering. I'll be uh, preaching. Hallelujah. We love you. And I, I'd love to hear through the week your testimonies and your I remember when. So write them here in the comments. I'll check back later. I'd love to read your I remember when's. And I'd love you to actually put it on your phone, get an I remember when list so that when you're having a difficult day, you could um, you can look at your list and you can start to rejoice again. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. I love you all so very, 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 very much. Hallelujah. God bless you and um, hope to to see you all check in on Sunday at four o'clock. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website www.glorycitychurch.com.au We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au God bless.